Uh, from the Diocese of Gallup, welcome to Crozier Cast. I'm Director of Communications, Suzanne Hammonds, and with me, as always, is your host, Bishop James Wall. Bishop Wall, how are you this afternoon? I'm great, Suzanne. How are you doing? Good. Staying healthy, which is about all we can ask for. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're currently recording this during um, Holy Week, and it's in the middle of, as I'm sure everybody is aware, all the, the COVID-19 pandemic. So things have changed quite a bit since our last podcast that we recorded. Um, but we wanted to sort of talk about that a little bit and, and maybe about, um, you know, what people can do to keep the faith in these times. I'm Bishop Come on and have a seat. We're doing a podcast. Oh, okay. We'd love to have you. We're okay. recording right now. All right. This Very is good. Bishop Jim Conley. He's the Bishop of Diocese of Gallup, and he just rolled in. No, Diocese of Lincoln. Oh, I'm Diocese of Gallup. <laughs> You're the Bishop of Gallup. I'm the other Jim in Gallup. He's the Diocese of Lincoln. Yeah, good friend of mine, and so he's with us for the Holy Week, and now he's with us for a podcast. If anybody else wanders through, we'll make them stop, too. <laughs> so welcome, Bishop Conley. How are you today? Doing, doing fine. Thank you. Thank Good. you for, for, for inviting me to be with you. I'm on a kind of a, a sabbatical from my diocese for health reasons, and so uh, now we have this uh, pandemic, so we're all sort of quarantined in place, but uh, Bishop Wall very graciously invited me to come and celebrate the Triduum, so I wouldn't be by myself. I've been down in Phoenix uh, as the guest of uh, Bishop Olmsted, who uh, was my former bishop and also Bishop Wall's former yep. bishop. And so I've uh, been down there for the last couple months, and um, and now I'm up here in Gallup, so it's it's great to be here. Great. Well, we're happy to have you. So, so Bishop, did you want to take it away? We're talking about today the um, just the pandemic itself and sort of advice on for Catholics about how to keep the faith going, how they can, you know, without the public celebration of the Mass, how to sort of move through any anxiety or fear that they may have. Um, so Bishop Paul, did you want to... Sure, sure. I mean, I just actually preached about this at the Chrism Mass. You know, that whole notion of fear and anxiety, which is very real. It's quite the burden that's placed on, on one's shoulders. But I think, you know, what we do with that is we turn to the one who can lift that burden, right? Jesus even says, come to me, you all who are labor and a burden, and I will give you rest. So I think we turn to the one who's able to do that. So this is a, as difficult as this is, and people are getting sick, and even unfortunately people are dying, as difficult this is, I think it's an opportunity to grow in our relationship with Christ and, and to have our trust strengthened, strengthened with him as well. Yeah, I think that there's an opportunity here that um, you know, nobody foresaw and nobody really wanted, but um, to have this sort of forced leisure time to be with family and to be at home um, which is really kind of the sanctuary, the domestic church. And families are the domestic church. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's a great opportunity if people can turn to the Lord in a deeper way um, to, to take advantage of this time to be together and to pray with the church. You know, I think one thing that's always important to remember is that the holy sacrifice of the Mass and the sacred liturgy of the church continues. It hasn't been suspended. So every second of every hour of every day, the Holy Sacrifice is being offered by, by some priest someplace in the world, and the sacred liturgy is being celebrated uh, all around the world. It's just that um, the faithful are not able to participate physically, but they are yeah. able to participate spiritually. And it's not the first time that this has happened. You know, There's all kinds of examples of this, great you know, missionaries and far flung places that uh, you know 
people weren't able to receive the sacraments for months. Yeah. Um, hopefully that's not going to happen now. But, uh, but I think, as you said in your homily so beautifully, that fear and anxiety is real. You know, we all experience it. But um, the Lord is the one we turn to for that. And he, he, he knows that. He knows our fears and anxieties. And he's with us in, in a very special way during this time. Yeah, we were, um, you know, I've had a lot of time to talk, and we were talking a little bit yesterday on our, our little rosary walk about um, countries, you know, like people in a communist country like China or people that it would be in a predominantly Muslim country um, where there's restrictions placed on them, and, and many of them have to go maybe months, if, you know, if that, uh, to receive our Lord in the Eucharist, or you know, some of the places, you know, we, we talk about the Amazon, we just had the Amazon Synod, and, and that was one of the things they talked about was making sure that they could, they could have uh, priests to be able to celebrate Mass for the people, local communities. So I think in this, this time when we're, you know, un, the faithful are unable to receive our Lord in the Eucharist, you know, to be in solidarity with the people who are under these regimes who are unable to receive our Lord, I think that's... I think that's a good thing to do. So solidarity is really important. That was always a big thing with, with uh, Pope St. John Paul II. Too. Right, yeah. right, right. That we're all, we're all together in this, you know, we're all in the same boat in a certain sense. I was also thinking of, um, we look at salvation history, um, the, um, you know, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, when they had to flee to Egypt, they were by themselves. They weren't able to go to the temple. They weren't able to participate in the sacrifices of the old... Uh, old covenant, you know, and um, and then the Babylonian exile, the whole people of Israel were exiled in a in a pagan land, and weren't able to uh, s celebrate their their religious religious uh, exercises. So, you know, we look at the big picture, and you know, it's 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 happened before, and and you know, we've we've gotten through it. Yeah, we were reading that letter from 1918 oh, yeah. from the uh, Archbishop in Philadelphia. And the letter was to a particular priest, but I'm sure that went to all the priests during the Spanish influenza to close the churches. And, you know, we're, great, we're lucky here, we're blessed here, I guess, that our churches are open. We're still able to offer the sacrament of penance. We're able to offer the sacrament of... Um, anointing of the sick and danger of death, you know, baptism, danger of death, things like that. But this isn't new, you know, this isn't, this isn't something that's new to us or just unique to this time. Um, I think it's something we're always going to remember. Hopefully it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing, but I think it's going to be something we'll always remember. Yeah. Yeah, we, and, and last night, um, we, uh, last two nights, we sat up and watched an excellent program on Word on Fire, Bishop Barron, um, what's the name of the... Uh, um, pivotal? pivotal Players. Pivotal Players in, in, in the History of the Church. Uh, mm -hmm. Word on Fire, Bishop Bob, Bob Barron, Robert Barron has put that together. It's really good. Yeah. Very professional. Yeah. And we, the first night we watched one on uh, Fulton Sheen, The Great Communicator, isn't that what it was called? Yeah, that was, that's what it was called. Yeah, it was very good. Last night was my favorite, though. We watched the one on Flannery O'Connor, which we've done a podcast on Flannery O'Connor yeah. before. And what was that one called? Do you remember? No, I don't. I don't either. Uh, it just should be called the best. Yeah. <laughs> or it should uh, be Saint Soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we were saying uh, families should start naming some of their little girls Flannery. My nephews and nieces won't listen to me. I've, I tell them all, <laughs> and they won't listen to me. Her real name was Mary Flannery O'Connor, yeah. and she was a, a Catholic who lived in the Bible Belt. Mm -hmm. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we got to watch that one last night, and that was really inspiring. Yeah, so it's on wordonfire.org, is that what it is, or .com, one of the .org, two. Yeah, and we can link to it, too, in our, in our for those listening, in our, our show notes. Show notes yeah. That, yeah. But I highly recommend yeah, and it. And they're offering it for free yeah. this during week. Holy Week. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah this week. Good. But, but there's a lot of things that people can do like that as a family, watching good films, um, reading. We'll, we'll mention about, you know, you have, you have some close friends. Right, right, down, and, uh, down in Phoenix. And I'll talk about what he said to you and how... Yeah, I yeah, had some good friends of mine down in Phoenix that I've been spending a lot of time with. They were students of mine when I was chaplain at the University of Dallas at the Rome campus. And and he was tell the father was telling me that um, he's never spent more time with his family. He's got five children uh, and his wife because he travels a lot. Yeah. Their whole marriage. And they've um, figured out games to play and uh, books to read aloud and they've been following uh, the liturgies um, together as a family. Sometimes they don't go to Mass together because, you know, the craziness of family life today. But they all go together to every Mass, and even daily Mass. They've been all together for daily Mass and daily Rosary, Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Yeah. Um, and he said it's just been a wonderful time of spiritual renewal for their family. Yeah, it's, I mean... In the midst of trial, there's some there's some grace that can come out of that, and generally that's what happens when you experience a trial. You, if you embrace the trial, you can come out stronger, like gold or silver passed through fire, purified and made stronger. Yeah, there's all all sorts of things, and you and I have been enjoying celebrating mass in my chapel. The uh, yeah the our um, uh, it was nice. I was a I was a um, crew of one, and now it's a crew of two. Yeah. To, we to only do, have one do. microphone, and I, I had the mass yesterday, and I made the mistake of turning off the microphone <laughs> when I was putting it on, so we had a, a little bit of blank spot. And the sad thing is, is like the greatest homily you ever gave <laughs> when it was quiet. I was sitting there, I was just like, I, I almost levitated, <laughs> and then so I had to go turn it on. What about if people start to turn a little bit towards, uh, you know, if they read the news a lot or hear from neighbors, and, and they start giving in a little bit to fear or anxiety or maybe depression because they can't do the things that they're used to. Do you have advice that you would give to... Well, I would say don't isolate. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, physically you might have to isolate and physically you have to quarantine, but um, try to reach out to people. You know, we live in this modern age where we're able to, you know, to, uh, you know, Skype with people, FaceTime with people. I mean, every Sunday night I do a, um, a party with my family on house party. <laughs> And uh, we, we go on and we play games together and catch up, and but we can't see each other physically. So Bishop Conley jumped in on it the other night. Yeah, yeah. That, and, was, uh, that was fun. Everybody's in. They were spread out from all over the place. They were. And so I think you can get creative, yeah. things like that. And telephone calls. I think it's good to, um, you know, to use the telephone because... If you don't if you don't have any of these other uh, means of social media, a telephone call to hear another voice, to talk to a loved one, uh, a friend, um, this is a great opportunity. You were telling that story. Did you already tell that story about that? Uh, about lady? that woman I heard on on relevant radio this morning, and and she had called, and she doesn't have a cell phone, and she didn't have a computer, and and uh, she's a short order cook, a waitress, 
and a bartender. So she really sounds like she's, you know, jack of all trades or Jill of all trades and runs everything. And a really neat person. And she was just re just very zealous and uh, very humble too. It just, it was, the I couldn't stop smiling the whole time she was talking. It was on Patrick did show. And she said, you know, they have these things that they do, the pastor wants them to do, and she's unable to, to do, um, you know, print those off because she doesn't have a computer. And so somebody puts it in her mailbox, and then what she does is she calls people and she shares these things with uh, Father Matt Keller, who's the rector of our cathedral, and he's just rolling through right now. And so uh, we welcome him to our podcast and ask him to pull up a chair. And so, um, but yeah, she, she, what she would do is she'd take it and she would call people and maybe read some of the reflections and, and, um, and what else, uh, you know, just pray with people. She said when she offers a prayer, everybody wants to pray. So, Father, what are you guys doing here at the cathedral to maybe help people in terms of uh, spiritually growing during this pandemic time? Sure. And the fear and anxiety that some people have, you know, at, uh, overall this, you know, re reading the news and, and listening to, you know, what's happening. So one of the things uh, that we've done is Father Mitchell has been doing some, uh, some online things for teaching uh, live and... Uh, we noticed that a lot of people saw those things live and shared them. And so he, he just kind of walked people through Holy Week and, and you know, just confirming to them that, you know, that uh, we are seeking God in the midst of this. And, you know, it, science is a, is a help to us. It's a tool, right, to, you know, to look for a medical um, solution. But we have to, you know, first and foremost, we are, you know, believers in God. And science is a way to understand what God's doing in the world, but it's not our God and our Savior is not science. Jesus Christ is our God and our Savior. So just trying to keep the focus on Christ. And so we've done a few things like that, and we, and we actually have them uh, planned out further. We're going to look at God's uh, salvation history in the diocese here. We'll do the stained glass windows. We're going to do that on Monday, uh, a live podcast. But just being available for, especially for, um, for confessions daily, which is something that we've continued to do. And people have taken advantage of that, and they continue to come and seek uh, right, the comfort and solace of knowing that they're in God's grace and uh, that the Lord is there for them. So we have somebody else joining our party. This is Deacon Randy Copeland. He is our chancellor of our diocese. And, and so who knows, we might even get the parochial vicar to come running in any second now, too. But uh, we're just talking about what things people are doing in order to strengthen um, their their prayer life, spiritual life, different things during the COVID nineteen. So obviously you're a father, husband, and a father. And um, are you what are are you guys doing anything at home in order to help you strengthen your your spiritual life during this time? I think the the biggest thing that we got all three of us together, my son at, at home too, and uh, that we got uh, we we got together and. Uh, uh, and watch the mass being streamed on Palm Sunday, and so that was was really important. And and the homily was outstanding. Uh, of course, <laughs> and and we even followed your instructions and got the branch and put it outside the house on the front, and so um, that was uh, that was our, our our spiritual enhancement for at least last Sunday. And, yeah. yeah, I saw my that's what my family was doing too. They were posting pictures of that. Everyone doing that. That was a good idea. Of, Kind of giving witness to witness to Christ. Um, yeah, so lots of 
lots of things that uh, I think people can do in order to uh, grow spiritually during this pandemic, and especially, and like you said, dealing with uh, maybe the anxiety and fear that people are feeling. Um, just a couple other things. What about if somebody is experiencing sickness themselves or someone that they know has, has gotten sick or perhaps even passed away? What would you say? Call a parish. Call a parish. Um, so we, we will, here in our diocese, we anoint. Um, it, if somebody is uh, in danger of death, we anoint. Um, we, we can do funerals. They have to be small. We're using the CDC guidelines, and that's uh, 10, or, 10 or fewer. Um, some people, like we just had a recent one, a long-time uh, parishioner, and they chose to uh, cremate him, and we're holding the cremains, that's a real word, we're holding the cremains until this thing lifts, and then we'll have the, we'll have the funeral mass for him, but we've been able to offer masses for him, I think individually I did, I offered one, and should the other priests have it as well. So yeah, call the parish. Don't be afraid to call the parish. Um, Bishop Conley, you mentioned some good saints and figures to look to earlier, but do you all have any specific, uh, perhaps scriptural recommendations or um, books or anything like that that perhaps people could read and think about during this time? I think the, the, the with, with regard to scripture, um, the Psalms mm. uh, really, um, especially during, you know, the Psalms about the, the exile, and, and also the prophet Jeremiah, who is really the prophet of the exile. I mean, it's amazing when we read through the, the bravery, the, the Liturgy of the Hours, how so many of those psalms speak about mm -hmm. um, the times we're in right now. And uh, I think they give solace and consolation to people. Um, and, then the, and then the great saints, too, that have um, you know, been very instrumental in, um, you know, Preaching and teaching about times of, of turmoil and, and times of uh, you know great plagues like the one we're going through now, which is really really a plague, uh, like the, in the Old Testament and then also in the history of Christianity. There's been times um, you know that have we've been stricken stricken with 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 you know illness like this. Um, so I think yeah, I think the lives of the saints um, uh, would be a great thing to turn to. And, and certainly the sacred scriptures. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a really good book by Father, the late great Father Benedict Rochelle, um, Rise from Darkness, which is a really good book too, I think. So reading things, uh, you know, some, some spiritual reading would also be good things to do. Father Mitchell Brown is the parochial vicar, and he's lit, uh, the liturgist, which a lot of people don't like that title, but... Um, he's a liturgist uh, for the Diocese of Gallup, and Father Mitchell just wandered in. We're just catching anybody and everybody that wanders through the room and making them sit down. And so, Father, we were talking about what people are doing spiritually. Uh, Suzanne had already mentioned something that you were doing, or Father Keller did. Father Keller mentioned what, something you were doing with your videos and stuff. And I'm just trying to maybe think about things, what people can do to help to overcome and work through the fear and anxiety they might be experiencing um, through this uh, COVID-19, this coronavirus pandemic. What do you think? Yeah, so you, you mentioned the title liturgist, and <laughs> the whole purpose of that title is someone who's, you know, all of us are meant to be liturgists in a way. And in fact, St. Paul says Christ is the high liturgist in his letter to the Romans. And that isn't some, you know, nitpicky type thing. It's about entering into the worship of Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. 
because none of us can worship on our own, none of us can pray on our own. So he even says that, St. Paul, right, that we don't know how to pray as we ought. The Holy Spirit has to teach us. And so these three days especially are when Christ the High Priest entered into the sanctuary, the Holy of Holies, and interceded for us to the Father so that we could come back to God. And so these days are meant for us as well to enter into that prayer. And obviously this year we can't do it in the ways that we're used to doing. But whether it be following things online or, or just, as I heard Bishop Conley say, praying with the scriptures of these days, but especially I think praying as a family, which is something I think the Lord is giving this time to renew the domestic church, that a family should pray together. Uh, the Father leads the family as the liturgist of the house, if you will, leading in spontaneous prayer, the rosary, scriptural prayer, reading through the things of these liturgies so that we can enter more deeply into Christ's eternal liturgy, which we hear about in the book of Revelation, and which we hope one day to enter into ourselves as well. Yeah, I think that's kind of a neat thing too. You know, you think about Ephesians 5 and and the Father being the head of the household and the spiritual, you know, but not only the, the Father, but the spiritual leader of the house too. And I think what I've heard from a lot of men is they've, they've been able to kind of seize this, this opportunity and to um, be that leader, you know, because they're home, they're working from home, they're around the children, wife a lot more. And so I think that's one of the ways that, that men are able to do that too. We're doing, a bunch of us are doing a, uh, yeah. the spiritual, the consecration, consecration of St. Saint Joseph. Saint Joseph. As I mentioned earlier, St. Joseph who, who led Mary and Jesus into Egypt, exiled from their, their homes and uh, isolated for a uh, long time. Mm -hmm. uh, but St. Joseph is a great uh, saint to turn to uh, during these days, during, these, during this time of pandemic, who who was the head of the household at uh, the Holy Family and an example of a husband and a father who protected and who led uh, and who gave consolation to his family. So for, for men especially, but all of us, St. Joseph, but we're, we're going through this uh, mm -hmm. daily um, preparation for consecration to St. Joseph, like the consecration of the Blessed Virgin Mary um, on the 1st of May, which would be the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. Um, but it's a beautiful, and so many people are turning to St. Joseph, it seems like. It's, uh, he's a, kind of a saint that we've let kind of fade into the background, but he is the greatest of saints next to Mary. Yeah, he is, he is. So um, if we kind of close down our, our podcast, I just want to ask everybody, put everybody on the spot, and I want to ask everybody a question. So I'm going to start with Suzanne, because she and I do this podcast together most of the time, all the time, pretty much. And so... Right now, we're all kind of on lockdown, stay home, all those different things. So, if you could go anywhere, where would it be? Suzanne, go. Uh, Quick. Well, we did Ireland already, so... Um, I don't know, probably just somewhere in town, you know, like a local a local business. It's just, you miss that. It's, it's crazy how much you miss it. Or of course, I should probably say Mass, but let's say <laughs> besides Mass, uh, <laughs> a place... <laughs> Someplace in town, you know, because it's where their home is. Well, you're able to go to Mass because yeah. you, you do our filming. Father Keller, where would you go if you go anywhere right now? I was talking about this earlier today. Um, tomorrow is the, you know, the day, Good Friday, in which uh, a big chunk of New Mexico usually walks to the Santuario in Chimayo. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a tough day tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, because we usually go there for solace. If I could go anywhere, I would go on the pilgrimage to the Santuario, nice. to Tome Hill. Yeah. Nice. 
Father Mitchell. So I spent the last five years traveling, and I still haven't gotten over that yet. Uh, so I think I'd probably go see my parents when this is over. Nice. They're just an hour away in Grants. Mm -hmm. Father Mitchell is a... Um, actually, it's unique that the bishop and, and, and two priests here were all born in this diocese. This is very <laughs> out of the ordinary. And, um, yeah, so he's, he's from Grants, which is an hour east of, uh, of Gallup on the I-40. Bishop Conley, what do you think? I, like Father Mitchell, I think I would like to go see my mother because my father's deceased, but my mother is in an assisted living facility in Kansas City, and um, they're quarantined. So my sister, nobody can go see my mom. So we can talk to her on the phone, but we can't go in um, to protect those residents, those elderly residents. But she just turned 92, and so if I could go anywhere, I'd love to go see her. Nice. Good. Deacon Randy? My wife loves to eat out, and so I would be <laughs> taking her out to eat, being a dutiful husband, yes. Good, that's good, here. What is it, happy wife, happy life, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Exactly. So. so if I could go anywhere, I'd go on the Camino in Spain. I'd go, I'd go walk across the, the Camino right now. Wish I could, but I can't. Hoping to do it this summer, so we'll see what happens with the pandemic if that starts to lift. But um, yeah, good. Okay. Well, um, thank you all of us, all of you, for joining us on the uh, podcast today. Um, and everything that you heard today, we will link down to in the show notes. And uh, thank you to all of our special guests who uh, were roped into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thank you again. We hope you're all staying safe, staying holy. Um, Bishop Paul, would you give us a blessing to close out the podcast? Sure. Yeah, yeah. We want to be smart, stay safe, and stay holy. May the Lord, in His love, and His mercy, pour His spirit upon you and bless you and keep you. May he surround you with his angels and saints and always watch over you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.